Dear Daddy Issues, You're a disappointment with a capital D. Kind of like John Gilbert is a dad, am I right? You brought him back, tried to make me feel bad for him, and then tortured Caroline? No thanks. Sincerely, Bridget. Dear Daddy Issues, You had me on the edge of my seat with the kidnapping, betrayals, and Dr. Martin appearing out of nowhere. Twice. (laughs) What will our vampire with the hero haircut do this season to save Mystic Falls? Have we tapped into a softer side of Damon we suspected has always been there? The suspense is killing me. Sincerely, Mary Beth. Welcome back to Dear Vampire Diaries, where today we have the distinct pleasure of escorting you through this episode of Daddy Issues, Season 2, Episode 13. I'm your host, Bridget. I am your guest host, Mary Beth. Mary Beth! Yay! Hello! (laughs) We won't be delving into future episodes today, but we will be discussing this episode, Daddy Issues, in detail. You've been warned. Speaking of warnings, we have a content note. The Vampire Diaries contains heavy themes. Please check the episode description for trigger warnings and timestamps. Yeah, and there's some gruesome torture, which uh, I may ask you to talk about while I go la 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 la. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There was some pretty heavy, heavy stuff. Woof. Kind of, yeah, a little disturbing. Yeah, very to disturbing. Watch, for sure. Ugh. All right, this is the episode where Jonathan Gilbert's return to Mystic Falls is an unhappy surprise to Elena jenna and damon and all of us to be honest stefan does his best to reach out to a confused and conflicted tyler he really does do his best yes whether that works or not we shall discuss (laughs) (laughs) mary beth have you ever played mad libs oh oh i have a feeling something's gonna happen right now mary beth give me a supernatural creature plural oh i know what about a demogorgon From Stranger Things. All right, give me a second supernatural creature, plural. Dragons. Give me an adverb. Quickly. All right. Verb. Jump rope. All right, give me a plural noun. Brushes. Give me another verb. Skipping. Skip. There you go. Okay. (laughs) Give me the name of a celestial body. Jupiter. You're making my brain work right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mr. Tanner isn't here to do it, so... Oh my goodness. I, I gotta, we gotta do it. Okay, give me a, the name of a different celestial body. What about the Milky Way? Ooh, I love it. The Milky Way. All right, give me a good name for a band. The Lemonheads. Give me a noun. Mall. And then the next one will be Mosh. <laughs> for the verb, fantastic. Uh, it's a verb past tense, so moshed. Moshed. Wait, right. that doesn't make sense. No, that totally right. makes sense. Okay. We moshed. We moshed. <laughs> give me a plural <laughs> noun. Mouse. Sis. Mice. <laughs> give me a relation, like a type of relation. Like a brother? Perfect. All right. Give me a verb. Uh, Where is mosh when you need it? No, just... <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, dance. All right. Now give me an exclamation, something that you might say in pleasure, but also with regret. In pleasure, but also regret? Yeah. It can be a uh, sound as well. Yeah. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, okay, great. Give me a verb past tense. Farted. Because <laughs> I'm eight. <laughs> Give me two adjectives. Clever. Ooh. And cruel. All right, Mary Beth, are you ready to hear your masterpiece? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes. Previously on The Mad Lib Diaries. Demogorgons and dragons used to roam quickly until a shaman put a curse on them to jump rope their brushes. (laughs) Doesn't really make sense, but that's okay. That's Mad Libs. Since then, dragons can only skip on a full Jupiter, and demogorgons are weakened by the Milky Way. Elijah, one of the Lemonheads, a legend. (laughs) Klaus is the real deal. You're saying that the oldest demogorgon in the history of time is coming after me? I'll offer you a maul. What kind of maul? I need you to stay put and stop trying to get yourself killed. Then I shall make certain that your mice remain unharmed. (laughs) (laughs) I moshed Isabel. Did you find her? Not exactly. Hello, Elena. Brother John. A bite from a dragon can kill a demogorgon, so don't be his friend. Do you dance me? (laughs) Uh, blah, Caroline says as she kisses Tyler and then pulls back. I'm Jules. I know that you're a dragon. Do you know where Mason is? He's dead, Tyler. Do you want to know who farted on him? (laughs) Your clever, cruel demogorgon did. Caroline would never do that. She and her clever, cruel demogorgon friends were behind it. Ah, love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll never keep him straight, but here we go for the... 
dragon storyline. No, just kidding. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Mad Lib's gotta love him. Absolutely. All right, so starting off with the Caroline Tyler storyline, we yes. begin outside Caroline's house, and Tyler is standing behind her like it's a horror movie, and he's there to murder her and walk slowly at her with a knife or something. But she's all like, hey, so about last night, Matt's still kind of in the picture, and, you know, with that kiss, we just can't go there. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, literally <laughs> not what I was here for. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, great, well, that's all sorted. And she leaves for school. And uh, he accuses her of knowing about Mason, um, which is interesting. He doesn't say, did you kill Mason? He said, did you know that about Mason? Right. So it's interesting that, like, Jules said she was directly responsible. And she kind of lumped her in with Damon and Stefan. But Tyler seems to have sussed it out on his own. Like, she wouldn't do that. But she must know. So that's kind of interesting. Uh. Don't love that he pins her up against a car with rage in his eyes. No, exactly. And I feel so bad for her because I really feel like she's stuck in the middle. Like, she doesn't really know what to say because she's got, like, the vampire side. Like, she's close to Stefan now and she's Lena's one of her best friends and, like, she's got that side. But then she has this other side where she's trying to help Tyler because he's alone and doesn't understand what's going on. And so, yeah, she's kind of stuck in the middle, like, I don't really know what, I don't know if you've ever, I've been in a position, I mean, not between a vampire and a werewolf, but. <laughs> or a Demogorgon <laughs> exactly. and a dragon. I am a Demogorgon. Anyways, um, <laughs> out of all the mythical creatures, but anyways, um, but yeah, when you're stuck in a situation between two people that you love, and yeah. you're kind of like, you don't want to hurt either one. But you, yeah. You don't want to pick sides. No. You just want to protect it's everyone a from each other. to be in. Although I feel like she could do a lot by just being like, listen, Damon is really anti-werewolf, but the rest of us aren't. Yeah. Wanted to protect you from him. Sorry. Totally. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyway, she, she's totally speechless. But he does do a thing where he, like, takes a deep breath and reels in his rage, which is kind of like, it mirrors what Stefan taught Caroline how to do mm-hmm. when he's like, you know, like, breathing with her. So I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting moment. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm assuming this is when Caroline sends the text to Stefan 911 now, which is confusing because that, does that mean call the police or call my mom? Right. Because with Caroline, it's the same thing. Exactly. They really should just use, we got a V5. Right. We got a code. <laughs> we got a code one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, also, Stefan's phone is at 39%. You better charge it, bud. Right. Um, <laughs> sorry, the things that I notice, I don't even know why. But over to the Lockwood mansion uh Jules arrives and she walks in and it's an interesting moment where like we see Jules being let in by Tyler and Stefan being let in by Caroline like they're showing like the two factions starting to this felt very like Jets and the Sharks to me like from West Side Story where it's like the two gangs are like preparing for like a rumble this whole episode and it's very strategic and Jules is trying to like kind of brainwash Tyler in my opinion and be like, vampires will never be your friends. It's our nature to be enemies. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't know. This is also crazy. She's like, join our werewolf cult. And I'm like, this 16 year old boy can't go away with you, Jules. Well, I was going to say he, the way he responds is like, I can't run away with you. I don't even know you. Yeah. And that's like, and I was like, Oh my gosh, I forget. Because they all look like they're older. Yes. <laughs> so I forget he's only 16. Yeah. And that's like such a, that brought me back to like, whoa, that's like a common, that'd be like a 16 year old response. Like my mom told me like, I'm not supposed to like talk to strangers. <laughs> yeah. Or werewolves or. In my house. Trying yeah. Or Demogorgons. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make me run away with you. Like what is her problem lady? And it's weird because he's not asking for her help, but she's all like pushing her help on him. And she's like, we have a code of loyalty. It's my duty and honor to help you. And he's, like, not totally convinced. Yeah. But over at the Forbes abode, uh, Caroline lets Stefan in, and she's like, just just talk to him. Just talk to him, please. Right. You always know the right thing to say. And I love that. Yeah, she really wants him to reason with him. And I think she's just really trying to keep everything kind of where it was, kind of, like, in her own normal. Yes. Her new, her new normal. Yeah. She's kind of like Elena here, where Elena is always like, I just want my witchy friends and my vampire friends to be friends. Yeah. 
Exactly. Over at the Lockwood study, Stefan just appears next to Tyler and Tyler is like, that's sinister. Why the fuck would you do that? And Stefan is like, would you have let me in otherwise? <laughs> and he's like, well, no. No, not really. Um, I feel like, just a side note, because I feel like this episode, people are popping up out of nowhere yes. all the time. And I feel like if I was in Mystic Falls and I had that group of friends, I would always be on edge. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have like find my friends like or you'd have like exactly. your version of a marauder's map just to know where everyone is at all times or i'd be like wear a bell <laughs> no, so i can hear you <laughs> oh there's a dog joke in there somewhere i know it uh, <laughs> um but yeah it's weird in this moment like stefan is very aggressive like he push he pushes tyler up against the wall and he like prevents him from talking to karen who comes downstairs and like his mom leaves for the thing that she set up, the memorial or whatever, which, by the way, is totally a town event. Uh, we'll get there. Um, right. But all of this is just, like, a really ominous introduction to, like, hey, let's be friends. This can work. It's a little bit like, right. mm, I don't know, it's a little too dominating. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I get mm-hmm. it, but it's it's got a kind of a doomed quality to it. Yeah. Um, like, not a good start to a friendship. Yeah. So out in the trailer... Uh, section of the woods i don't know there's all of a sudden just a bunch of trailers in the woods right. <laughs> and jules right. comes in she's like this was a hard spot to find and her sociopath boyfriend brady is here and uh who i always have to because remember yes. sorry not to interrupt Fantastic. but remember i've been watching i watched this for the first time after so many other things have come out so i'm like oh my gosh green arrow oh wow okay i have no idea <laughs> Stephen Amal, okay. her boyfriend. I think that's how you say his last name, so don't come after me. About that. He seemed it's... very two-dimensional to me. Is that just the writing? So, yeah, because he's the green arrow wow. in, um, I think that was another CW show, actually. I'm pretty sure. And I used to watch it, and I loved him as the green arrow. And his character on Green Arrow was also very, like, uh, serious, subdued, very... So he plays that character pretty well. Kind of like Stefan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but definitely... The way he they, he's written in this one is a little bit more. Yeah, uh, he's like the Bernardo. Like, he's like, there's yeah. gonna be some there's, torture tonight. Not, like, a lot to him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So, anyways, that's yes. just a little yeah. snippet I saw. That I love to sense. like call out what other yeah um, that when is, actors have been in things that I've seen. I'm like, oh my god, it is interesting because it did come out in like 2010, 2011, mm-hmm. the season, the start of a lot of people's careers. Right. So over at the Lockwood study. Um, Stefan's like, I think we got off on the wrong foot. And I'm like, you think? Yeah. Um, and Tyler tries to run. Um, and Stefan is like, you can't do that. Like, not on a full moon. You're no match for me. And again, I'm just like, Stefan, can we, (laughs) can we stop with the dominating? I don't know. Obviously it doesn't work. (laughs) Stefan is talking about Caroline. And I love when he says, when push comes to shove, you're going to want that girl on your side. She's your friend. Stop being mm-hmm. a dick to her. And I'm like, yeah. Right. Um, and that's when Tyler is like, uh, I heard that Demogorgons and um, dragons are not supposed to be friends. <laughs> and right. Stefan's like, that's an outdated mentality, man. Like, we go to the same school. We go to the same lame town events. Mystic Falls is home to both of us. And there's this weird, like, eye shifty moment as Tyler's phone is ringing. And he lunges yeah. for it. And I'm like, this could have been a good moment to just answer it and to be like, hey, I'm talking with Stefan. Don't worry. I'm fine. <laughs> right. But he doesn't yeah, seem like, fine. Maybe like, yeah, not like incognito yeah, at all. Exactly. And uh, oh, man, Tyler. Tyler is just like going for his phone. But then Stefan is like, damn it, Tyler, I'm trying to save your life. Can't you see that? Mm-hmm. So in the woods, uh, Jules notices that Tyler obviously didn't answer. And he's like, she's like, Brady, we have a problem. And then what do they do about it? Well, we'll see in a second. (laughs) Out on a Mystic Falls street, Caroline's walking along and Matt comes up to her. And they have this really cute moment where he's like, you've been avoiding me. And she's like, I'm not avoiding you. And he's like, you're avoiding me a little. She's like, all right. Yeah. Again, just say it every time. Poor Matt. I know. Poor Matt. Yeah, it's really sad it in is. this episode. Because he's got no idea what's going on. And they agree to talk later after his shift. But of course, she's she's not going to be able to, Matt, because no. she is swiftly kidnapped she's by she's Jules and Brady. Busy. Did you gasp out loud when there was that crazy shot of, like, 
Jules is behind her one minute and then Bra- like she turns around and Brady's there with a gun and just shoots her in the head. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did I gasp? I was. That was a crazy fucking moment. Like we don't often see guns on the vampire diaries. No. And so it was it's... like hand over mouth gasp. But then I like, I was like, yeah. I knew she's okay because she's a vampire and it right. wasn't like in the heart or whatever. But yeah. still that was, that was, I was not expecting that. Yeah. That was very visceral. Like, and mm-hmm. just the way that they shot it and like the. Even watching it with the sound off, like, it's really freaky because the way her body moves is so shocking. Like, I don't know. It's just very visceral. And the rest of this is very awful. There, It involves a cage and, like, vervain spray and awful torture stuff. And I don't want to talk about it because it's not even really important to the story. No. You know? I just realized I did write in my notes, gasp at shooting her in the head. Yeah. <laughs> I had to write it because I was. <laughs> I'm reading your mind right now. That's amazing. <laughs> and then Caroline in agony. Yeah, Caroline in agony. Yeah, and I felt bad for her too. Like not to like talk about it too much, but when she went to defend herself and actually have her like power and and or use her vampire, you know, whatever yeah. to defend herself, and they shot her in the face with the brevain. That was gnarly. Yeah, yeah. It was brevain, Ooh. right? Um, in the thing, I think it was a wooden bullet. No, not the the spray. Oh, the spray, yes. The spray is definitely for To distract her, yeah. Yeah, and he's got, like, these weird, like, I don't know what, I, I don't know what they're oh, called anyway. Yeah, yeah. The, the little... Yeah, the shooty, shooty straw thing. The sticks. <laughs> that you see in, like, old Sherlock Holmes episodes and stuff. Right. Or, like, in Yeah, the like, jungle. poison darts, right. Right. Yeah, there With you rules. go. Um... But yes. yeah, I the only thing I wrote because I was like trying really hard not to watch this. I wrote that's not going to be a comfortable trailer to sleep in because the whole back room is just dedicated to a cage instead of a bed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? Sleep in the kitchen like a pile of puppies, like outside. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So back in the Lockwood study, uh, Stefan answers Tyler's phone because he gets a call from Caroline, and Jules is like. We have Caroline, give us Tyler, and she walks into Brady and she's like, give him some proof. And he shoots Caroline and she screams and, you know, you can see Tyler listening on the other side of the conversation and he's like starting to realize that they've kidnapped Caroline. And so I don't understand why later he hasn't already been putting the pieces together. Maybe he's in denial. Mm. I don't know. I would think that would be a hard thing to process. And so he's probably just like, yeah, maybe thinking... Not that she's faking, but just, like, not as bad as, it, bad as it is. Right. But, dude, your uncle was murdered. Like, this is high stakes already, man. Right. Uh, but, yeah, she says, 20 minutes, bring him to Wickery Bridge. Cutting over to the grill bathroom, Damon and Elena <laughs> are talking about this. We'll talk about them later. <laughs> and uh, Damon is like, why were you keeping this from me? Because you thought I would want to kill him? Well, you're right. He needs to die, obviously. Right. <laughs> like... <laughs> And Elena is like, this is what I was worried about and why I didn't tell you. And she says, do whatever you need to do to get Caroline back, but leave Tyler out of it. And she puts her hands on his arms and he is like, you need to stop doing that. Yep. And she's like, doing what? And she takes away her hands. And he's like, assuming that I'll be the good guy just because you're the one who's asking. Yep. That was like, who? Elena says, be the better man. Yeah. And John enters and Damon's like, do you mind? I know. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like John now feels like he... Because it's all been revealed that he's her dad, he's really kind of starting to step into that dad role. Yeah. That she's not welcoming it at no. all. And I mean, I think even in a little bit they talk about it, but I'm noticing even more he's like, I'm now your dad role. Like, yeah. no. And Damon Sorry, does dude. play on it. He's like, first dad duty, ground your daughter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and good. he's like, okay. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> all right, I'm with Damon on this one. Wow, something they can agree on. Grounding Elena. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Right. That's true. Elena's presence would probably not help anything. Um, oh, it would be terrible. smart move on Damon's yes. part, I have to say. <laughs> yes. So back at the trailer, Caroline is crying and screaming and saying, why are you doing this to me? And he's like, because you're a vampire. And the way that she screams, like, rips into my heart. I think Candace Aquila as an actress is just... It's funny because... Um, 
Tyler Lockwood, the guy who plays him, Michael Trevino, he had that episode a couple episodes ago where he did the transition and was like, yeah. he had to be in pain. And like the whole mm-hmm. episode, it's just like heart wrenching cries. And it's like her turn yeah. to have like an emotionally exhausting shoot for this episode. Totally. <laughs> she slays it. Yeah. So she's, much she's that amazing. I was like, skip, 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 skip. <laughs> You could really feel, I yeah, I was like, ooh, like, yeah. finger, like nails in my mouth, like, oh god, Like, this was on network TV? Like, holy shit. That's what I said with, with Lap, well, yeah. I not talk. The last with episode, last, yeah. Blah, 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 <laughs> with the last episode, too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, I forget I'm watching a, a CW show. Totally. They do yeah. such a good job. Absolutely. Oh, so Brady, who's doing a great job with the torture, comes out of the trailer and Jules is there and she's like, do you get it out of your system? And he's like, no, I'm just getting started or whatever. Ugh, gross. And I'm just like, why? Why did they do this? Like, it's so weird how like, I don't know, he's all like, they're vampires and we're the two dimensional foils for them. That's who we are. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) Yeah, they didn't do a good job. I don't think they wrote his character very well. No, no. They could have done better. They just made him kind of disposable almost. Totally. Like, like, oh, I'm just the guy here to, like, mess up, fuck everything up. Totally. Let's do torture. And and then, like, yeah. It's always more interesting if the bad guys have, like, something that makes us go, oh, maybe they've got a point. Right. You know? But even with Mason, like, which was terrible, I'm still like, no. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh boy, so the huge, what is it, like, uh, the showdown, mm-hmm. the the quick draw scene is coming up where Stefan and Tyler arrive, and uh, he's like, Tyler is free to do whatever he would like as soon as you release Caroline, and then Damon shows up and he's like, oh, my brother, the peacemaker, and he's like, you know, I'm going to give you a second to try it his way. And then if that doesn't work, we're going to do it my way, which is a lot bloodier. He's like, we can take you. And he's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because all of the werewolves just come out of the, like, literally out of the woodwork. Well, I thought it was interesting, the back and forth for Tyler and Caroline. And it's like, I felt like they didn't want to give her up. Like, were they actually going to give her up? Or did they just want them, more of them there to then kill them? Like you I know absolutely what I mean? think yeah. they were going to kill them for sure. Because there was because there was I mean, much like uh Yeah. They're like, these are the people who killed Mason. We've got a and they've got like the flamethrowers and stuff. Holy crap. Yeah. Right. Okay, also, sorry. <laughs> Werewolves do not we're getting into the, the epic battle, right? After yeah, this yeah. epic battle happens. Werewolves play dirty, yeah. dude, right? Yes. Vampires, it's all like hand combat. Werewolves, they're busting mm. out flamethrowers. They're busting out yeah. guns and... Well, they have less strength. I, I mean, like. I guess that's true. But I still feel like it's, like, not a fair fight. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, they're, like, their own little militia. Yeah. It's weird. Oh, my God. Yeah. And there's... This, but there's... I want to point out, there's this great moment where, like, uh, after the, the... They all come out with, like, their flamethrowers and their, like, medieval weapons and whatever. Um, Damon's like, go on. Scat. <laughs> to Tyler. He's like, go on. Get over there. What are you doing? Yep. Um, and then Brady is like, which one of you killed Mason? <laughs> and Damon goes, that'd be me. Yeah, he's like, right here. I'm your man. <laughs> I love how he's not ashamed at all. Or scared. And they do pretty well for two vamps. Um, Stefan, like, gets behind the guy that's using the flamethrower to, like, fend off everyone else, which is smart. And Damon's ripping hearts out of chests. And then Tyler runs into the trailer and he has oh. this horrible moment where he hesitates and he where hesitated. Caroline sees him. And she's like, there's a latch. There's a latch. Please undo the latch. And he just like looks at her and she realizes she's like, oh, my God. Can you imagine the fucking betrayal in that moment? Mm-mm. I mean, he does unlatch it, but it's like, what? what's wrong with you? You know what I mean? I don't think I could ever trust someone again that yeah. hesitated when it came to my life. Absolutely. And in such a situation where it's like she's clearly not a threat to you. Like, she's helped you transition. She risked her life for you. You can at least risk your life for her in return. Exactly. I only ask a little. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. But Tyler and Caroline come out of the trailer, and Jules grabs Caroline immediately and puts a gun to her head. And this look exchanges between Tyler and Caroline where she thinks he's going to do something, and he just stands there. He doesn't. And in the nick of time... Dr. Martin shows up. And, and there's appearance one. So yes. yeah, out of nowhere. 
And it's like, what's happening? Because all the all the wolves are getting their like aneurysms. Yes. And uh, you know the saying, never bring a stake to an aneurysm fight. <laughs> right. right. That's right. how that works, I think. <laughs> um, and he says, I'm here to uphold my promise, or, or Elijah's promise to Elena. To Elena. So, uh, yep. yeah, he did. Yeah. But he's, he gives Tyler a specific message. He says, when your friends wake up, tell them that they need to leave town. How do you think that they knew about, he knew about all that? Do you think he's got some sort of something on them? Yeah, that would make sense, right? Like a spell? Yeah. To like a location spell or something? <laughs> yeah, he's just. Another one of those? He's got like a little GPS, <laughs> magic GPS, GPS on everyone. <laughs> or maybe Elijah knows. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Elijah's creeping around. They created the Find him. My Friends with magic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Find a I was friend. just curious about that. I'm like, because he appeared again, like I said, out of nowhere. And I just like, how did you know? Totally. But yeah, nice to know that like everyone is shitting all over Elena's desire to like trust Elijah when actually that is what kept there from being a huge bloodbath and from her losing pretty much like all of her mm-hmm. friends except for Matt and Bonnie. <laughs> right. So, you know, maybe we don't give Elena enough credit here. All right, back to Caroline and Stefan is delivering her to her home and they're on the porch and he says you know, can, can I come in? And he's like, you know, you don't have to pretend with me. Anyone would be upset after what happened to you tonight. And she's all, you know, I'm not a little girl anymore. And I just want to shower. But we see her inside, like sitting at her vanity, like picking out the horrible little, like, I don't know, toothpicks yeah. or whatever he fucking threw at her. Like the, the torture yeah, devices. the shards of oh. wood. But I also love that moment on the porch between the two of them, though, because I yeah. think they have built such a cool, like, it almost reminds me of, like, a brother-sister relationship. Absolutely, It's very sweet. It is. It brings, like, tears to my eyes how much. It's really sweet, but yeah. also very platonic. Like, yeah. it's nice to see that presented, like, because there are platonic totally. relationships between the opposite sex. And, totally. Um, They've got this beautiful nice see foundation that. of a friendship. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he can tell. He can tell that she's not okay um, mm-hmm. because he shows up later. But before that, um, Matt gives her a call and she tries so hard to like keep it together. And she lies and she creates this alibi about Bonnie, who Matt Ooh. can see is at the grill with Jeremy. But- that was a lesson, though. I'm like, always know where your friends are before you <laughs> yeah. lie. Again, find my friends. This episode right. sponsored by this Find My Friends. <laughs> This episode sponsored by put a chip in everyone you care about. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but what's cool is that Matt doesn't push it. He just kind of, and I, I really love Zach Rurig's acting in this scene where he kind of, he gives her a chance and he's like, so you're with her right now? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, he gives like this nod of like resignation almost. Like, all right. Yeah. And he just doesn't push it. And it's, so bad for him. He's gonna go home and be alone after his shift. After his shift after <laughs> school. After he's trying to pay the mortgage and this poor sixteen-year-old boy. Oh my gosh. But uh we go back to Caroline's front door and it's Tyler. Oof. And he's like, Are you okay? And she's like, Oh, I'm fine. And he's like trying to he's really trying to like backpedal what he did. And he's like, I had no idea they would come for you. And she says, do you know what they did to me? And he says, I'm sorry, but it's crazy now. I don't know who to trust. She's like, see, I lied to protect my friends and to protect you. Like, you don't get that. And he's like, well, you are my friend. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's too late. We are not friends. She says, what happened to me tonight will never happen again. Take that back to your pack and get the hell out of my house. And she slams the door in his face. Mm. Get it. I I love that because... She's she's had so many, like, or, well, so many. I guess she's had, like, Damon, you know, when she was human, that sort of weird, abusive relationship. And yeah. then I feel like some My part gosh, of gosh, I forgot about old Caroline. I know. Because she does such a good job with her new vampire Yeah, life. she's maturing so well. And, like, mm-hmm. you forget that once she was this vulnerable human. And in so many ways, she lost that power that she experienced when she, like, you know, pushed Damon. And she was like, you suck. I'm starting to remember all the shit you did to me. And um, now she's having the same exact experience with, like, that powerlessness over her body and, like, what happened. Yeah. Ooh. Um, uh, well, the, we hate to cut away from Caroline, but cutting over to the trailer where Jules and Brady are sitting eating some fucking takeout or whatever they do. 
um, Tyler knock, knock, knocks. And um, in this shot, I was looking at how there's a bunk bed on top of the cage. Oh, there you go. That's really And I was like, cool. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Awkward. And Tyler comes in and he's like, I'm sorry about your friends. I don't know. It would have been cool if he had like renounced them after tonight. But I think he's feeling so lost and like. I think he just doesn't know what to do. Yeah. I don't think he knows where he fits. Yeah. So Tyler is like, it's not always like this, is it? And Brady says, no, you're living in vampire country. That's all. It's way better than this. And he's in his very melodic voice. Yeah. <laughs> and what's interesting is that Tyler brings up, he's like, Mason didn't tell me anything about it. And I'm like, yeah, it seems like Mason was trying to hide him from these werewolves. Wonder why. Yes, right? Protecting mm. him from something, perhaps. He was like, Mason was trying to find this rock. It's called a moonstone. And they are suddenly very interested. They're like, mm-hmm. did you say Moonstone? Yeah, their little ears Uh-oh. perk up. Yeah. Moonstone? <laughs> 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 did you find it? Yeah, sorry. Oh, God. <laughs> so now the werewolves know about the Moonstone. Good for you, Tyler. Thanks oh, for man. fucking everything up forever and ever. So back to Caroline. Yay. We go to the front door. My favorite scene of the entire episode. Stefan shows up and Caroline's gotten out of the shower and she answers the door and he says, I was a bit worried about you. And just in case you're not fine, I brought backup. And Bonnie and Elena come in and they're like, we're going to slumber it. Sleepover. Yeah. <laughs> a best. witch, a vampire and a human. Best moment. (laughs) That's a good trio. Yeah. And then as they're doing like this group hug around Caroline, Elena looks over to Stefan and she mouths, I love you. And he goes, I love you. That stole my heart. Ah, They're like the Tony and Maria of this West Side story. Yes, I love it. So sweet. (laughs) Well, speaking of things that are sweet or should be sweet or we hope would be sweet. (laughs) Let's go over to the Damon and Andy, Ugh. the news anchor yes. lady storyline. Uh, so we start off this episode. Uh, Ian Summerhalder is in the shower. Good job, everyone. Just want to say. <laughs> Everyone's doing well. I would like to commend everyone on a job well done. Uh, beautiful shot of him with his ice blue eyes in the shower. Uh, check it out, the news. And he sees the girl from the night before, uh, Jessica, I think. Yeah. Who he was the one who he like spewed out his existential problems to in the middle of the road. And it was really freaky and like very violent. And then Mayor Lockwood is on the TV. And in, due to the recent tragedies (laughs) that have plagued our town, we will be holding a memorial in town square today to honor all those we have lost. Oh, starting now. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Yeah. All of a sudden, we're noticing that people are dying. What about the, like, 20 other ones? Do they get anything? No? Yeah, exactly. Stefan swings by the Salvatore house, and um, (laughs) Damon is like, you brought back John Gilbert, and they have that whole conversation. But really, what's important to me about this scene is that Stefan mentions, like, I'm sorry about Rose. Damon is like, whatever. I knew the woman for, like, five minutes. Right. And Stefan is like, well, you cared about her after five minutes. Yep. And Damon's like, yeah. And he's like really mocking Stefan. He's like, yeah, that means I'm capable of like growth and like evolution and stuff. He's like, don't worry. I'm going to go get a hero hairdo of my own and steal your thunder. <laughs> I loved that line. But yeah, it just goes to show like they're all trying to find more in Damon. And the, his storyline or his like emotional arc is still carried over from the last episode where it's like, who is he? Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, is he a person that can be humane and still have some of that compassion and still drink blood? <laughs> um. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot to carry. Order. <laughs> but yeah, going over to the grill, um, Jenna introduces uh, Andy to Damon, and Damon's attracted to her. Like, you can tell immediately. But and I like Andy. I do She's too. Cool. But yeah. he shoots her down. He really does. He's like, my glass is all full. And Elena, in a hilarious moment of extra watch on the Vampire Diaries, uh, she turns around from her very engaging conversation with a blonde extra who's talking. <laughs> <laughs> and she, like, notices and she's like, what the fuck? Like, she's like, why did you, why were you so rude? And Damon's like, I'm steering clear of all women at the moment. It's, you know, in the interest of women everywhere. Right. 
and they have eye contact. <clears throat> and there it is again. Yep. Just that sexual chemistry mm-hmm. and that friction of like, he's too much of a bad boy for her. <laughs> <laughs> but she kind of likes it. Yeah, we all kind of like mm-hmm. it. Oh boy. So skipping to the end of the episode in the moment in Damon's bathtub where we see that he booty called Andy after all. Uh, and they're naked in the tub yes. going rubber, rubber, duck, duck, rubber, I don't know, whatever tub songs they sing. <laughs> also, I love that tub, just saying. I've yeah, always right? wanted to sit in like a clawfoot, totally. old fashioned tub. And it's beautiful. It's a and huge it'd be a plus if Damon, tub. if, you know, he was in there with yeah. me too. That'd be fine. Yeah, that would be, I mean, okay that would be that. fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't throw him out. All the bubbles. Um, <laughs> with all the bubbles. <laughs> and she's like, well, Mr. Tall, Dark, and Handsome. And he's like, I'm not that tall. I love that. <laughs> Just such good little one-liners. And he says, you see, Andy, I have a problem. It's really messing with my mind. And she's like, oh, tell me about it. And he says, I'm in love with a woman I can never have. And she's like, oh, I knew it. I know how to pick him. Uh, she's like, she's with another man. And he's like, well, yeah, but that's not the point. It's like, it's so interesting that that's not the issue. It's, right. it's He's like, it's about me. I'm not in control and I don't trust myself around anyone. I'm bad. I do bad things. And then there's this pause and he goes, I kill people. And you see the fear the... start to go into her eyes, as Ooh, would I. Yep. In a clawfoot bathtub with a man. He's just... attractive enough to be a serial killer. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, mm, I really know how to pick him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he compels her to not be yeah. afraid. And she goes back to being okay and she kind of asks him some interesting questions she's like why do you kill people and he's like it's in my nature it's who i am he's talking about you know trying to not be that way so that he can stay together to protect elena and he's like but that means that i can't be who i am and she says maybe this is who you are now because love does that to us it changes us i think he is having that like battle between good and evil and what he wants and what he feels and yeah. how he feels he should and supp- he's supposed to be. He's yes. kind of having that. Like, there's been little here and there when he says things where I'm like, oh, that's kind of like, that's what I said. And like, are we seeing a little bit more of a compassionate side? I feel like every yeah. episode, it starts to show a little bit more of a sensitive side. It's and I true. don't think he likes it. No, he doesn't. That's what it is, is he's not allowing change in himself. Yeah. And so he kind of cuts her off and he's like, stop talking. Just be my distraction. And then he feeds on her. And it's a really beautiful shot, mm-hmm. like, aesthetically of, like, the blood in the bathtub. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> it's, it's it's still a little bit, like, ooh, it's a little too evocative of the Caroline thing. Yeah. When he was, like, having the girlfriend experience with her, but then also. Right. Being, yeah. yeah. Nope, Ugh. nope. Speaking of nope, uh, let's go over to the John <laughs> Gilbert storyline. <laughs> he shows up in the kitchen and elena's like what's this storyline all about and um the writers oh i mean john are like more will be revealed right for reasons <laughs> and jenna and alaric enter and i love them together so oh my cute. gosh yes and alaric's all yes. uh, bye i'm out <laughs> and elena tells jenna that john is her bio daddy oh no bye, btw poor jenna and then over to the the Salvatore boarding house where um, Damon says to the writers, I mean, to Stefan, you brought back John Gilbert? <laughs> that was your big save Elena move. <laughs> right. And uh, Stefan is setting up a backup plan with John to see like what else they can do other than Elena's plan with Elijah. And he's all like, I don't trust him. Like he's a, the original. He's one of the lemon heads. You can't trust the lemon heads. Can't trust those lemon heads. They make great music, but you can't trust them. And uh, over at the Gilbert house, Damon comes in and he's like, what's going on? Is John here? And she's like, nope. He just blew in, announced that he's my dad to Jenna, and then left. And he's like, that's public knowledge now? And I like that Jenna is considered the public. <laughs> like, come on, <laughs> right? people. Like, she, she doesn't deserve to be treated like a civilian anymore. <laughs> but yeah, Damon and Elena are really united against Stefan's idea that he can trust John or that he has anything to give them. Like, Stefan's just, like, so blind with his love for Elena that he's like, well, of course John wants to help her. Who wouldn't want to help her? She's perfect. And I'm like, yeah, I love you, Stefan. <laughs> Such a beautiful uh, yeah, exactly. Hufflepuff. There must probably some ulterior <laughs> yeah. motives there. Yeah. And Damon's like, I'm going to have a civil conversation with your father. 
And she's like, civil? Like the Civil War was civil? I'm coming with you. <laughs> uh, so we go to, oh my goodness, it's a town event. The town square memorial service. Folks are uh, sitting on chairs, holding flowers, listening to sad cello music. And uh, does this really count as a town event? You bet your ass it does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Karen is all like, Damon Salvatore is the head of the council now. You should talk to him. I'm too busy planning events and speeches on the television. And uh, Jeremy like sees John and John is trying to connect with him. Again, trying to roll in yeah. and just all of a sudden like, okay, everybody knows uh, that I'm Elena's dad and yeah. everything's going to be okay. Exactly. No. Yeah. He's like, you want to get lunch? Or like, and it's funny because Jeremy immediately assumes that he's there to take his ring. He's like, take yeah. this. You know, this is what you came for. And John is like, what kind of a man would I be if I took that from you? All right. Jeremy sees Bonnie, whose storyline is being severely neglected in this episode. Yes, but guess who shows up right behind her? <laughs> a Dr. Martin. It's a Dr. Martin sighting. It is, in his natural habitat. Of being creepy. Yep. The reality of TVD is that Bonnie is like, I don't believe you to Dr. Martin for some reason. Even though, like, I'm like, but you and Luca had a thing. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and Jeremy comes over and he's all like the tough guy and he's like, is there a problem here? I know. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Is there a problem? Yeah. And he like puts his arm around Bonnie and it's all of a sudden like their boyfriend and girlfriend now. And I kind of missed that scene. Like I'm like the last time we saw them, wasn't she like, I can't. Okay, I was going to ask that too, because even when they had the scene with Matt, when he was saying like, are you with Bonnie right yeah, now? And they're, and they're like they're laughing totally on a date in the background. And like sharing fries and like sitting really close to each other. And then this scene, I was like, wait, did we miss a date? Yeah, totally. Because the last time I think they were getting back from the tomb with Catherine where Jeremy like put his life in danger to save Bonnie. And like they were gonna kiss or maybe they did kiss. I can't remember. And she's Well, they've just obviously like, been very busy. Yeah. They've been very busy. <laughs> we haven't seen them. And yeah. now they're together. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. So over at the grill, Jenna is freaking out at Alaric. She's like, I can't believe they kept this secret. How is it possible to keep a secret like that? And Rick is like, oh, you'd be surprised. Oh, look, there's John. And Jenna lets out an audible, ugh, <laughs> yep, which is yep. great. And John's like, can I have lunch with you? And they're like, you can't sit with us. Uh, and then John is like, oh, look who's here. And Damon and Elena are arriving together. And once again, she says, be the better man to Damon. Like, reel it mm -hmm. in. And he comes over and he's like, John, buddy, how you been? Like, the warmest welcome that John Gilbert can get is a sarcastic <laughs> one from Damon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, they, they have a talk uh, on the side where Damon tells John that he and Stefan are drinking vervain and that they can't be compelled by the originals. And it's interesting because, like, John keeps repeating, like, I don't know if I can trust you with, like, the information that I have. And then Damon threatens him in, a, like, a weirdly sexual way. Did you notice that? Where he, like, goes up to his ear and he's like, I will kill you in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and John's like, that is no way to get into my pants. Right. Um, <laughs> first, I need to know that I can trust you, Damon, that I can count on you. And then we'll talk about a second date. John, meanwhile, he goes over to Elena and... He says, you really are putting your trust in Elijah. Like, he's like, I think that's a dumb move. And she's like, oh, should I be putting my faith in you? Right. Hmm. Who should she be? Yeah, exactly. Poor girl has been trying to put her faith in all kinds of people. Exactly. And he, like, pulls the family card out. And she's like, oh, you don't get to use that word. Mm -mm. That word is off limits to you. Nina Dobrev does, like, indignant anger really well. I mean, she could build empires. I would follow her. Yeah, She's like, sure. you may be my father, but I'm never going to be your daughter. You got that? And I'm like, I got that. Yeah, yeah. Nina. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Mm, yeah. I'll march with you in the streets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but over at the Salvatore doorstep, um, John decides to share this information about the ash and the dagger. And he's like, this is how you kill an original. And it seems like a super random thing, but like, it's ash from the white oak tree that dates back to the genesis of the vampires. And he's like, Isabel found out, and if she accomplishes what she's attempting, Klaus will never set foot in Mystic Falls. And we all know Isabel is about as subtle as a punch in the nose, so I hope that goes well. Um, yeah. So that was a plot device scene. Kind of interesting. Um, then we go to the Gilbert kitchen where uh, John, after he's done at the Salvatore house, he rushes home because he's like, I'm late to be behind the refrigerator door to scare <laughs> <Carolina."> Elena. <laughs> Again, 
see jumpy as fuck i swear to god yeah this show has like two moves uh jumpy as fuck or like doing a mundane task um but he gives her a bracelet he's like this is your mother's and she's like isabel and he's like no miranda yeah your real mother and he he acknowledges that he hasn't been a dad to her and that they will always be her parents but he kind of like still is trying to manipulate her like he's like i lost my family when you lost your family and i know i'm never going to be able to make things right but I want to do what I can to protect you and this family. And it's emotional. And I mean, I wanted to believe he was being genuine because it felt like he was being genuine. But then again, he doesn't have the best track record. Totally. So it's one of those things where it's like he's going to have to kind of show. Exactly. His. Uh, Your actions speak louder. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And then Stefan shows up and Elena runs to him and they embrace. And she's like, did you hear that? And she's like, I don't believe him, Stefan. I just don't. And, uh, well, that's interesting because the last scene of the episode is John making a trip to see Catherine. Who I forgot about. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, she's still there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah she's been like, compelled oh, yeah. to stay in the tomb. Catherine, yeah. I forgot about and her. John is like, no one knows that I'm here. This is between you, me, and Isabel. And Catherine's like, I want out of this tomb, John. And John's like, I'm already on it. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then the episode ends. Yeah. Hi, Anusha. <laughs> Hello. Well, I'm very excited to talk to you about this episode because you have a background in international human rights. And there are two warring factions in this episode, the werewolves and the vampires. And so <laughs> it made me think I wanted to ask you, like, is there hope for them? Like, what would they need in order to have, like, like a treaty or like does a third party need to come in and help them like find laws so that they don't just like continue to brutally torture each other and like kidnap each other like how do we help them oh this I love this question and I and I said this last time as well I think it is such a pleasure to be on this podcast just because of such your amazing um questions and just so that the listeners know, I really don't know what these questions were. This is just us <laughs> yes. having This is on the fly. I've essentially asked Anusha yeah. to just like solve uh, every problem <laughs> ever. <laughs> so I'm so happy to be here. And, you know, uh, so let's get into that. Yeah. Uh, firstly, I love the premise of this question that there is hope for them. Right. And that's mm. and I agree with this completely that. So um, for the listeners again, like we are now reaching this point in the show where we're told that the vampires and the werewolves are like, no, it is in their nature to be um, enemies. enemies yeah. yeah. So um, as like, you know, as, as if to say that a friendship between these two species would be sort of the exception to the rule, because we do see you know, Tyler kind of in this situation where he's friends with Caroline, but then he's also being uh, told about this larger issue, you know, by Jules, who's like right. a, were a werewolf. And she says that she can protect him and make him learn and like help him be better. Yeah. So I agree with you. I think there is hope. And I think that the first thing that these two um, groups might need is to be on the same page as mm. to what, what they're the genesis is right of the stories because up until now i think that there's been a lot of misunderstanding or gaps in information about yeah. um how did the war of the species begin and i will not get into this because that would yes. be a spoiler but that's um, a wonderful question and that's yeah. that's really so relatable that like everyone seems to have these different mythologies about how you know fights yeah. began I watched this great documentary called Bastards of the Party about the gangs in Los Angeles and if mm -hmm. you ask them the Bloods and the Crips they don't they often don't remember how it started and there yeah. are historians who like know about it and it's really fascinating right so I think we do see Stefan playing kind of a mediator and in this case I think it would help if um I guess the newer werewolves and the vampires are I don't know maybe brought onto the same page and I'm obviously for the sake of the show they do need to I think they do need to have like a compelling storyline so we do see a lot of violent scenes yeah. in this episode especially a lot of yeah. torture and yes. um, really really like grotesque 
kind of fighting. Totally. So, um, I, I mean, I do think that in the past, in the show, at least historically, the, the two species had found a way to coexist, oftentimes in the same village or, you know, so they kind of agreed on uh, territorial terms or they agreed on, um, yeah. you know, there being sort of leaders in the community who would yeah. keep them in check, especially the werewolves who are led by a pack, like they're led yes. by the leader of the pack. It reminds um, me a lot of Twilight, like Twilight had that even yeah. with like the treaty yeah. and the, you know, yeah. Exactly. So, so do they need a third party? Like, is it, do they need someone who's mm -hmm. like, like the witches, do they need like someone to come in and be unbiased or like, do you think so, th there is a way that they can do it together? Yeah, I I really love witches and I love the storyline uh, for the witches. Um, and we'll get into this more, like how we wish that the witches had more of a role to play in this. Yes. Because as they do, like as they tell us, the witches are kind of the species that keep the balance in nature, right? So I definitely think that witches are an excellent way to sort of be that, um, that neutral force to... Yeah to ensure that uh, both parties' powers are kept in check, which is so important. Yeah, um, and we see it at the end with Dr. Martin coming in. We do. Yeah, yeah uh, but so I do think that because witches exist in this universe, that they would be such a good um, keeper of the peace. Mm. And, you know, um, so I'm in favor of having that sort of neutral um, yeah. third party. But otherwise... The thing that I was not a huge fan of with the with the werewolves is that I do think that their storyline is a little bit not as solid as the vampires because yes we know that vampires have heightened emotions right but we don't oftentimes we do see vampires who are very much composed and who have spent all of this time um you know learning to control their urges and emotions but in vamp in in the werewolf scenario we are learned to normalize this uh, these outbursts of anger right? right so they're not able to like curtail it we don't see like mature elderly werewolves right <laughs> because, i guess there's just like mason who i guess yeah, like had himself exactly. all chained up and stuff but like he seems to be the outlier uh the lone wolf if you will yeah and even mason i think that he had to try really hard not to sort of break into a violent um break yeah. out his violent streak but if he was uh pushed enough he would yeah. uh, at least that's what we see so I did I was not a fan of like the development of Tyler's character on yeah. this show or mm. especially like in this episode because yeah. I think that it was um Caroline is kind of laying the foundation for a good friendship with yeah. both Tyler and Stefan in this yeah. episode but unfortunately, like, obviously, like, it was not reciprocated by Tyler because he felt yes. betrayed. And yes, so, um, yeah, that's like, I do think that the treatment of werewolves is different from vampires, even though they do have similarities in that, in that, that they, you know, have these heightened emotions, but yeah, that they're not humanized. Yeah, yes. they really haven't been humanized as in At the all. same way. In fact, way. it's the opposite. Yeah, yes. they've actually been projected to be very animalistic. Yeah, the antagonists and yes animalistic exactly yeah I was really hoping that there would be I mean not I've seen the show before so I'm not, not hoping against yeah. the plot or whatever but I I wish that there had been more um dimension also to the witches in this episode where's Luca you know we had that <laughs> love triangle forming and I it's wish that he had been in it more yeah Bonnie's love interest is so ad hoc every um like non-white character that's just yes. sort of comes in for a few episodes doesn't really like stick around and then leaves so yes. um we do see that happening uh, uh several times i mean i did find it interesting that um luca and dr martin um i didn't actually look it up but um so they was they, in the show they're warlocks right Yes. Um, but it was an interesting race component because it's yes. like, so Bonnie is not white. And obviously we know that her ancestors, maybe at least her immediate sort of ancestors are not white. Yeah. And now Luca and Dr. Martin are also, also not white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, what is up with the, yeah. the race angle with all the right. witches? It reminds yeah. me of Game of Thrones where all of the slaves were people of color that Daenerys yeah. sets free you know it's like what? What? 
Luca was being set up so much as Bonnie's love interest and now all of a sudden it's just dropped and Jeremy yeah I actually have a pitch for you that I because I was like they could have done it so here's my here's my writer pitch okay in the first scene with uh, Luca and Bonnie in this episode, it could be him trying to like gain her trust back and she could be like, I don't trust you and whatever. But he's like, I didn't like lying to you, but I'm not lying when I say I want to protect you. And yeah. maybe they could like connect on like, he's like, do you think I like being dragged around by my dad? Like, I hate being involved in vampire business. And then they can like connect on that because she's always being drawn in and then there's a little bit of like you know maybe we can understand each other and then I was thinking like a scene with Jeremy at the grill where he asks Bonnie if she believes Luca after this and maybe she says no and he's like you know you can talk to me about anything right and it's like they're like (laughs) vying for her trust you know but then and Jeremy remember when Jeremy and Tyler were connected like they're both really into art Tyler was the uh he Jeremy was the first person that Tyler told about the moonstone Right. And so I figured that would be a really interesting scene of like Jeremy going to visit Tyler and like Tyler telling him like, yeah, Jules is here and like, this is crazy. This is what's happening. And like, remember the Moonstone, like that betrayal scene where he's like to Caroline, like you lied to me. He could easily have that with Jeremy because Agreed. Jeremy I mean, was there yeah. when Mason was tortured. He even found the Wolfsbane. Caroline yes. wasn't there like at all. At, Jeremy yeah. was involved and so I feel like that would be an interesting scene where like Jeremy lets something slip and Tyler is like, you knew, you know, that would be yeah. amazing. And then it Jeremy could go to warn Elena and Bonnie about it. And then when they can't kidnap Caroline, Elena can try to be like, Bonnie, please help me. And Bonnie's like, I don't know how to help. And then she and Luca have to trust each other enough to like uh, merge Both their together. powers yeah. and, and do that. And then like protect everyone at the end. Wouldn't that have been better? honestly you just sort of rewrote the entire episode and I know. <laughs> it worked. I, I think we almost forget that Jeremy was involved in all of this with Tyler like before because we they they were both brooding and they were they had like they were resolving like personal crises and yep. so like they, they had a friendship storyline building and we could they could have easily have weaved this into that but I don't know I think they wanted the focus to be here on the you know, the Stefan and Damon and Elena and all of that. Definitely. Um, but just, I guess, before we conclude, I did yeah. want to say that I really like Jenna, you know, as a character on yes. the show. And I just, I wish that she had more of a, like, I she she wasn't so sidelined, you know, especially yes. in this scene. So one of the her lines that I, I really love is, like, she's sitting in the grill with Alaric. Yep. After I know exactly up. the line. Yep. Yeah, I love that. It's like, so Jenna is like her sister's husband's um, brother yes. is her, like, is Elena's yes. biological father. Yes. And her boyfriend, Alaric, is Elena's biological mother's, yeah. deceased mother's ex-husband. Yeah. And she's like, you don't make this stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously Alaric has been dealing with this for a while. So he was like, like, yeah it's a bit overwhelming <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah, she's and, like a whole family tree like <laughs> yeah I mean considering that she was Elena's legal guardian I think yes. she should have known about this a oh, bit yes. sooner apart from the literal sense of it all like finding out that John Gilbert was Elena's yeah. father what are your thoughts on the naming of this episode daddy issues because oh, yeah. oftentimes when when we refer to daddy issues, we talk about, I mean, it's imagined in the context of um, like a woman who has right. not had a fulfilling or, you know, otherwise healthy relationship with her like guardian father or whatever. Right. So I was wondering, like, wh- why do you think they named this episode that way? Oh, that's such a good question. I wish I could look into the minds of the writers and find <laughs> out. So often they're referencing other pop cultural things with their titles but I have no idea what's named daddy issues. Like it's not the same as like, as I lay dying or like, you know what I mean? Like all those things that they like really overt references. But yeah, yeah, I think think they were probably just like, John's back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, also everybody hates John, right? Like everybody has expressed their disappointment and shock that John is back and he (laughs) deals with it with so much like, he yeah. takes it in his stride. I mean, I'm also not a fan of his character, but okay. like, you know, we love to hate but, him. 
I have noticed that in a lot of, I think, media and pop culture generally, like there is this very overarching sort of reference to daddy issues without, without often considering that some of the relationships that women are in as adults are otherwise very healthy. Like even though they might not look conventional, there is an assumption that they're with somebody because you know they had daddy issues and I think that is infantilizing women sometimes uh, just because you know they make uh, different choices which in this show I think they uh, when you when I watched a lot of the comic the comic on and the whatever dragon you know the convention videos the cast they do bring up the issue of how awkward it is that Elena is a 17 year old who's dating these characters who are several hundreds of years old we don't really see that as an issue in the show per se (laughs) but then somehow this is like called daddy issues because like yeah she yeah okay so the reason Elena didn't have a good relationship with her biological father is because he's her uncle so it's not really Mm. her fault you know wow that's a really good point I love what you said too about like having other healthy relationships like we see that in the end with the friendship the three of them coming together you know Caroline Bonnie and Elena and I love the trio of them because like they do really rely on each other and it's beautiful to have that moment like where they're all having their own issues and then they come together as like three different you know quote-unquote species or like you know human witch vampire yeah and and to have them kind of come together and support each other emotionally at the end is like agreed yeah and this episode was actually one of the more um violent ones I think Caroline had a very challenging um sort of acting like the scene where she you know she was kidnapped I think that was must have been really challenging for her um especially like yeah being shot in the head and things like that but I agreed I think the last scene where the girls come together that's like the more realistic yeah the comforting vampire diary scene that we're used to Yes. Um, but yeah, excited to see more of Catherine coming up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, excited to see why John original. would want her out of that too. Yeah. Like, what's going on there? Mm. Yes. So yeah, I think Catherine and uh, oh, I also so I said in the last episode that one of my favorite things about this show is actually the rules of the supernatural universe. Yes, and that's how right. they build the storyline around it. So this was very important in that in that mm. regard because it's the episode where John gives Damon the knife to kill an original right right so up now so like Stefan was like so what are we gonna do right so apparently Elijah can't be killed so right. they don't know that a normal wooden stake wouldn't kill him but there is the special wooden stake that you can dip in like the, the white oak ash yeah and that dates back to the genesis of the originals exactly. yes for me this was really interesting as well to see that there's a special way to put down or at least there's an option that yeah. might work right to put down an original and the idea of the the white oak ash it, and yes. the story even develops around that so this is one of those rules I think amazing I love this well thank you so much for joining me if we have a poll uh that you will do we'll put it in the notes uh section okay. of how people yeah. can get there um we may not do it every week or we might we'll do yes. whatever we feel like so there yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I, yes, absolutely. So um, let me think of a poll and for listeners who are also reading the, the write-up, the poll can be accessed and even my past polls can be accessed on uh, my Instagram handle, which is it's me, Anusha, I-T-S-M-E-A-N-U-S-H-A. And we'll put so, that in the description. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, we'll have more um, participants in the poll and they are excited <laughs> by this. Yes, and we should warn people that there are spoilers. So if they are first-time watchers, maybe avoid the polls for now. All right, well, thank you so much for joining me uh, for going through the minutia with Anusha. I'll see you next week. Well, Mary Beth, who are you taking and who are you staking from this episode? I am taking Damon. Because I feel like we had, we, because, you know, we're in a relationship. We had a breakthrough. Um, we had a breakthrough. All today, of us or, together. Yeah, exactly. In the shower? Yes, in the bath? With his, with his emotional, I feel like all of his emotions and why he's kind of like, I mean, he's been an asshole since day one, right? Since episode one. But now I feel like we're kind of getting into sort of 
a deeper side of him and I just kind of want to like take him and talk more about that in a in bubble bath. bath yeah. And uh, you know <laughs> <laughs> try to help him as I like to do with, you know, bad bad for me men. Yes. Um, oh, I feel you. Like what is it about that that is I don't so know. But, but I, I get can, it. it's like catnip. But I can help him, yeah. right? I can change him. He can be my project. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I'm going to stake Jules cuz yes. she is a potster and she's just all kinds of drama ensues on her yes. and yeah. Yeah. Staking her. Absolutely. So who are you taking and who are you staking? I'm taking Matt for a night out oh, on the town. Matt. We're we gonna go date. watch a movie. <laughs> We're gonna have a slumber party because you know that he's I gonna go it. home after his work shift to an empty house after being stood up by the girl that he likes. And I just feel so bad for him. He deserves some some love. So I'm hanging out with Matt, and I'm staking the writers for <laughs> skipping over Bonnie's storyline like Seriously? entirely. And that they're just dating all of a sudden. All of a Jerry sudden. And Bonnie. Yeah. yeah. Where did the, like and where was Luca in this? Like, it would have been so interesting if Luca had been involved. Yeah. Because Caroline has her own little love triangle. So does um, Elena. Like, Bonnie can absolutely have one. Three triangles? Oh, yes. That's what I'm talking right. about. That's symmetry. <laughs> Perfect. What is the word of the day, Bridget? Well, I'm so glad you asked. The word of the day is accoutrement, which is... It sounds French. It's a noun. Uh, it means a piece of clothing or equipment that is used in a particular place for a particular activity. In military contexts, accoutrement specifically refers to a soldier's outfit. The word can also refer to an identifying, often superficial characteristic or device. Accoutrement, in any of its uses, is often pluralized. You know me in these. <laughs> I'm bad no, at these. Not. You make the most hilarious ones, and I feel like you have <laughs> the hardest ones, too, whenever you come on. <laughs> but I always place the word in the wrong spot. It's fantastic. But you know, what I'm, you know what I mean. Yes, I do. You know what I'm trying to get All at. All the time. Okay. And that's what, isn't that what language is really for? Okay. All right. Do you want me to go first? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> the wolf pack shows up in their accoutrement, which includes flamethrowers and some really bad camo. See, that was good. Okay, ready for my Yes, <laughs> so ready. <laughs> Let's see what John and the gang does with the accoutrement of the Elder Killer. Oh, yes! The Elder <laughs> Killer. Oh, I love it. Yes. Okay. You've even nicknamed <laughs> it. That's good. That's better than the, the dagger in the ash or whatever. <laughs> the elder yeah. tree, whatever it was. The, wa- the elder the white oak. Yeah. <laughs> Mary Beth, thank you for joining me for this episode. Thank you for having me. It's always so much fun. That's all for Daddy Issues. I have been your host, Bridget. And I have been your guest host, Mary Beth. And thank you for joining us. Tune in next time to find out what movie they're going to watch at this slumber party. It's probably not going to be Dances with Wolves. Tune in next time to see if Damon gets a hero haircut. Dear Diary, stupid is so much more fun. Dear Diary, I can't believe it. Elena is my sister's husband's brother's daughter, and her mother is my boyfriend's deceased wife. You can't make this stuff up. Dear Diary, you didn't have to be rude. Dear Diary, do you know what they did to me? Weird. People are in cahoots again, Mary Beth. Oh, cahoots? Cahoots galore. 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 (laughs) And again, it's like he had this like heartfelt like thing with Elena. And then where does he go? Right away. Right. Yeah. To fucking Catherine. We don't know what he's up to. We don't.